Understand how citta operates. So, citta is uh, affected by perceptions and feeling, agreeable feeling, disagreeable feeling, neutral feeling, and perception. That's what it's affected by. You can't reach it any other way. You can't train it any other way. You can't reach it any other way. And when it's touched, when it's reached, when it's touched, it produces, when it's activated, it produces certain impulses. It must do that. That's its nature. Unless there's complete liberation. Impulses could be minor, just the sense of enthusiasm. It's like motivation, it could be motivation to act, that's an impulse. Oh yeah, activation you could say. Oh, that's interesting, that's the sankara, that's an activation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could be just a subtle flicker like that, or it could be, oh, i really got to get going, you know, a strong activation. Yeah. Or it could be, I want to get going but I can't do it, a tangled activation. I'm really going to do this, but I can't make it. It's a tangled activation, is it? Impulse is moving forward, and it feels itself being turned back. So that's another activation. Uh, activation. What about how to do it? I can't, can't figure out how to do it. So that's another set of activations. The interest to do something, the doubt, havering, wavering, which way, what should I do? Suddenly, this kind of effect. I want that a lot, powerful activation. I really don't want that, another powerful activation. I want it, but I think I shouldn't want it. <laughs> I don't want it, but I think I should want it. I'm not going to do this, but I think I should. Another set of activations. <laughs> I want it, I don't want it, but I think I should. But I don't want to think I should. No, I'll say right. So, so on and so on. So, you get very complex. Uh, you know, with with the uh, things we feel we should feel and not feel, and be motivated uh, and not motivated. Recognize when you are motivated, and you feel a bit guilty about that motivation, and you try to not have it. 
So that sets up another motivation, another impulse, the block, or to shut down, or to, to uh, go the other way, you know. <coughs> All the various, you know, things of this nature, they're very complex activations. They want to come, get as simple as possible, and, uh, and then learn how to trigger the right activations. Because the jitta will rise, the elephant will get up and start moving in terms of the activation of sankara. And you want it to do that. It's a confused elephant, and often it's just slumped in the background, half awake. Food, okay. Sleep, okay. Rest it. <laughs> Too tired. <laughs> Not interesting. And you can't just start flogging the creature. So this is another kind of activation. The more indirect. Whereby. You know, we don't really go through the proper system of, of entering the jitta, signaling something that encourages, something that arouses interest, something that gives a feeling of faith, something that makes you feel, yeah, I don't know, I can have a go at this, you know. It seems possible, it seems interesting. <coughs> so that's the proper motivation, you plant a perception, an impression, you know, that seems, uh, oh yeah, I could go there. The elephant gets up and moves. The improper one is you get the elephant. So this is a careful elephant trainer who drops little goodies in front of the, the elephant and gets it to move. The unskillful elephant trainer just starts bashing the creature. And the creature just kind of hunkers down, gets sulky, upset. So it can't stop working, so do it some more. <laughs> and sometimes it's such that the elephant trainer isn't even on the elephant anymore. It's just elephant trainer rushing around in circles, flapping his arms, shouting over head off, do this, do that, hasn't even got onto the elephant yet. It makes a lot of noise, a lot of determination, a lot of energy, a lot of action, a lot of impulse, but it isn't actually on the elephant. This is when we just get these ideas of meditation and what we should we haven't even touched. Chitta is motivated, it's experienced, motivated, but affected by perception and feeling, good or bad. Skillful perception, unskillful perception, it's still motivated by those feeling, pleasant and unpleasant. And so you begin to. Uh, get a handle on the kind of motivations that one has followed that haven't been skillful. Mm. You felt that would be pleasant, that would be agreeable, that would be fun, that would be nice, that would be easy, that would be comfortable, and it took you the wrong way. Uh, you begin to recognize the activations that came from that perception of this will be pleasant, this will be agreeable, this will make me happy. It didn't work because it was a Jitta wasn't very clear, didn't really understand anything properly. Wait for immediate hits, 
you wait for instant solutions, you wait for sense, sense contact, you know, which is a very fleeting kind of pleasure that surface, didn't go for deep quality. Uh, chitta is motivated by feeling, so you want to have pleasant feeling. That's what gets it going. And uh, so for the average person, actually, pleasant feeling comes through sense contact. And the Buddha says, yeah, yeah, somewhat, not very much, and not, not very lasting, not very penetrative. It just, like fireworks, flashes in the night and then goes out. Full of the flare and the glow of very little sustained warmth. Uh, the kind of feeling that you want comes uh, not from sense contact, but from the quality of heart. Mm. Quality of contentment and uh, goodwill, uh, generosity, uh, self-respect, gratitude, uh, courage, heart qualities give rise to more uh, longer-lasting, slow burn, not very not much fireworks, slow, steady, warm and glow. It takes time to wean the chitta. Often we learn the hard way. Learning to wean the chitta. Feeling arises around contact, perception, and feeling arises around contact. Any kind of contact, verbal contact, an idea hits your mind, visual contact, uh, see something, tactile contact. But though visual contact, you know, can give rise to pleasant feeling, it comes through a circuitous route, which is that the visual contact gives rise to a perception, mental perception. My friend. Oh. Pleasant. Warm house. Fire. Pleasant. The visual thing by itself doesn't give rise to a feeling, or it seems to, because it's so conjoined with mind. Right? So when we get down to it, you really have only two primary bases of feeling. One is body, and the other is mind. One is body, and one is chitta, to experience a feeling and resonate. Because they operate through the feeling system, they're really synonymous. Well, they're, they're resonant. What is felt in mind is felt in body. What is felt in body is felt in mind. So we see things and we interpret it as agreeable and we light up. 
in a flush. But actually that's come through the mind. So when you get down to it, it makes it this is analysis is to make it simple. That since body and mind are the sources of feeling, you can generate feeling through your mind. And you can generate feeling through your body without even physically touching things, just by the experience of body. Feels, doesn't it? It's sentient. It's uh, sensitive. It's ready to feel. Notice how the two synonymous. If you read something, if you read something, somebody accusing you, you read it in an email or a letter, and you, you just read some list of words on a page, and you feel this flood moves over you, shivers, the whole body shivers with it, feel hurt, you feel grabbing in your heart, or you experience grief, you see something. Nothing's happened to you. You read something, nothing's happened to you. Your body feels it. Because what the mind feels, the body feels. And we're triggered by, and the mind is triggered by perception. So, you know, what happens when you you, you read something, or so and so and say your nephew is dying of cancer. It's a series of words, isn't it? The perception arises. I love you. Cancer. Dying. Shock. Mm-hmm. Flood. Gripping. Tension. As if it's your own body. That's how we are. That's what it is to be human being. It could be a lie. It need to be true. The necessary truth about that it could be just somebody's made it up, some weird. You know, <coughs> yeah. The meaning goes into your body. What's meaningful is felt in your body. That's why it's always so important to tell the truth. You're touched by something, it's activation. The activation could be alarm, could be fear, could be do something. You know, it could be a scramble into action. And um, these sankharas are developed. Signals are given and certain sankharas are developed. The ones you use most are the ones the energy rushes down most easily. There's most frequent channels, the one that gets used most uh, frequently, that's the one that impulse will go down. And so of course in our people in working lives, then this is a powerful conditioning, working life, generally the message is hurry up, get done, get on to the next thing. Hurry up, get done, get on to the next thing. 
raise the standard correctly it can't get the next thing doesn't matter what it is it could be painting the road it could be healing people in the hospital it could be you know, only up to the end of the next thing that's better the more you can follow that that's the better hurry up get it on get it done get the next thing the more you, you can do that that definitely gets that's the best so when your mind gets jitter gets trained to run down those channels right comes to meditation retreat say well let's sit down and practice meditation hurry up you know we'll do the next thing <laughs> automatically <laughs> okay what's the, next, what's the next painting we have to do we have to do next what do we do next and we get to sit what do we do next get to the breath what do we do next hurry up get done get the next thing that's a good idea what comes next next thing get that learn got that learn Got established. Right, got that. Next thing. Sometimes it's like that when you, you know, it's question things, question times. People ask some question about nature of jhana and emptiness. And you know, well, jhana and emptiness. Oh, got it, okay. Got that, John. Now that's the next thing. What's the nature of the Buddha? <laughs> haven't really got it yet, you know. Haven't got one life in relation. If you've got the idea of what John is about, right, got that one. And now, what do you think about <laughs> accumulating information? That makes you think you know it. Then <laughs> you've got that one done. Right, what about difference between and Tantra? And is that your mind? Breathing in, breathing out. So let's be aware that there's these um, sankaras, these programs. What if it's the next thing? Why should there be a next thing? What does that mean? What does next thing mean? What does it really mean, next thing? What does it feel like? What does that feel like? Hmm? Is that helpful? What does the idea of progress feel like? Feel like? Agitated. Not settled, not comfortable, not deeply rested into the here and now. That means there's no such thing as progress. You don't get anywhere, don't get anywhere in this practice. Is that really? I want to get somewhere. I mean, I'm a real mess. I want to get out of this. I want to make some progress. <coughs> No, it doesn't quite mean no progress, it means no progress. <laughs> you know, 
but it sounds like the same thing to me. <laughs> it means meditate, give up, come to the present now. Rest, enter, befriend the present. In the present, in the presence, is where chitta is, only there. It doesn't move in time. It does not move in time. It does not move in time. It moves in terms of karma, in terms of activations. It doesn't move from one minute to the next, or an hour to the next. You contemplate it, it can, it can go into the future, the past, hundred years ago, yesterday, my Aunt Alice, uh, anything. But it doesn't actually, those are the perceptions that arise. The presence has remained exactly where it is. And if it's making different noises, maybe, but it hasn't moved. And to, to, to move it, it moves in terms of you know, these are places where it runs and you're able to stop it running. That's a, that's a change of, of karma, of impulse. It's inclined to run and you've said, I don't want it to run. And it stops running. That's a change. That's definitely changing chitta. Or it doesn't want to move, and you've made it, you've helped it to move, that's a change. Or it wants to curl up and hide, and you've made it come forth and be fierce, that's a change. Or it's bristling and angry, and you've helped it to feel comfortable and given it some affection, that's a change. That's where it changes, that's where it moves in. Meaningful movement, something meaningful about time. As a measurement, time's just what the sensory world's about, birth, age and death, that's it. Nothing more meaningful than that, really. What's meaningful is change of karma, change of inclination, change of intentionality change of pathway, shifting the tracks, the elephant runs down, getting it to move along some helpful tracks, getting it to be able to sit down, getting it to be able to pick things up, be strong, getting it to bear with unpleasant feeling, that's a change. Getting it to to be graceful, that's a change. That doesn't, that's not about hurry up and get it done. The next thing, that's about stay with this longer. Learn, take it in, calm it, steady it, enter it. Relinquish what you feel directly is harmful, unskillful, unhelpful at this time. 
not because it's never helpful because at this time it's inappropriate some of it is unskillful you know for a long you know for many situations sometimes it's just no this is not the time to go forward this is the time to gather to rest to feed taking nourishment there will be a time to go forward but you all know that when it feels rested and well fed you all want to go forward so a lot of our practice is just forming a skillful relationship jitta and uh, feeding it and restraining it and steadying it as we call it samatha <coughs> anything that feeds makes it feel more comfortable and settled anything that restrains it from wild crazy distracted uh, carelessness you want to restrain it hold it back anything that makes you feel more steady stable so it knows itself you want to do that now so you can only touch the jitta with perception and feeling and um, so with the mind you can introduce perceptions perceptions of uh, associated with goodwill this is not just like slapping the word goodwill on the elephant elephants can't read (laughs) so you've got to realise you're training something that cannot read so there's no no point just throwing words at it what is the experience of warmth of goodwill towards anything whether it's a dog a child cat an uncle that you experience what is that cultivate that dimension and you trigger bring to mind any perception that helps that quality that sankara that skillful activation to to light up the great the gratitude the admiration the affection, the warming, the humour, the delight. Yeah. And you just kindle that, any memory, any image, any any word, it will do it, but ideally an image, preferably, that helps out. And feeding the elephant. So you've got the food, and now make sure you take it in. You don't have to, so you take it into jitta. Let my jitta experience that. Let me feel more fully the quality of that contact with uh, perception that, that brings agreeable feeling to it, skillful feeling to it. Where the sankharas of fear, irritation, ill will, depression, sadness, defensiveness, those abate and instead the Sankara is associated with warming and, and brightening and nourishing and feeding light up we all are people, beings, human beings nourish others we have babies, we care for each other we heal the sick we care for each other's wounds we like to give things to people 
we want to have friends. Isn't that everybody? It's not esoteric, is it? Can you bring that up and just absorb into it? The process of jhana is absorption. Chayati, jhana, absorb into that. You feed in jitta. And of course the uh, significant one is to myself, to this being, which is often for people rather tricky. Uh, uh, because the sankara is associated with self-definition or often those that define the self in terms of com- comparative judgments, performance criteria. Um, physical appearance, uh, intellectual prowess, strength, whatever, you know, very superficial. And they're always uh, uh, competitive, there's always something better, and uh, they're critical and comparative. And so, this often is the domain in which we find ourselves working or living so difficult to experience oneself without any of those negative fault-finding sankharas landing the attitude that one has to be something good enough before you can be experience goodwill You have to be something good enough before you can experience good will. That could be the human program. In the monastery, Chittas, when you have cats, we always have a cat. Cat doesn't keep any precepts whatsoever. <laughs> Not even slightest remotest interest in any kind of precept. Yeah. Peas in the incense burner. Comes in and out where he wants, slaughters birds, yeah? doesn't do a single stroke of work, doesn't cooperate with any community standards, receives endless affection. <laughs> Just because it's got fur. <laughs> Why didn't I get fur? <laughs> That's the nature of perception. Small, furry, cuddly, you can stroke it, we can't we don't stroke each other. <laughs> so this is that. If you want to have that warm quality, so the cat that's his job, is to be adored. <laughs> so when the cat dies, they get another one. What a cat for? Flea bag, you know. Brings fleas into the house, nuisance. No, no. That's the need for goodwill. (laughs) Why are we so hard on other people? (laughs) Why are we so hard on ourselves? Why are we so unloving? Because we've operated through the wrong channel. The competitive performance, good as, good enough, got to be better. That's maybe the main signal. 
perhaps not the only one, but the one we take seriously. This is where the wages and the grades and the rewards are going to come through being better, quicker, faster, and so forth. That gives you the credit. So that one actually gets that's all we want. But you're looking at contemplating yourself in that respect, you can't, you can never make it. You can always conceive of a higher. And particularly when you start to meditate, the grades are pretty low. <laughs> you know, just, just being able to sit still for 10 minutes is a major accomplishment for human beings. But then you look at these texts and, you know, unwavering mindfulness and bliss and so forth. You don't even get on the. You don't even get on the list there. You're not even, not even worthy of any kind of grade. Doesn't even get anywhere near it. So, yeah, you've got to stop doing that. You put that aside. It's the wrong perception. At some time, that may be useful, but not now. It's just disastrous way. So then you have to more or less turn attention towards just the physical body subject to wounding, pain, disease, uh, injury. Uh, how is that? Some sense of good, kindly attention, something that supports you, something that gets you through the day, is there for you. Attending to the chitta, this is the chitta that wishes for um, non-harm does not wish to abuse this is the beauty of Sita if you reflect upon it take it until you get not just oh, I'm doing the right thing I can't be blamed that's not good enough uh, just recognize the beauty of the, what is made possible through keeping precept people can trust me I'm not going to walk off with their, their purse. I'm not going to steal anything. I'm not going to slander them. I'm not going to abuse them. I'm not going to gossip about them. People can trust me. Creatures need no creature need fear. They're offering the gift of freedom from fear to creatures on this world. You see so many, you see a human being, they all run. There's not a single animal that doesn't run away and it sees a human. Right. Easy, isn't it? What about someone they need not run away from? Yeah. And that could be the case too. You know, live in a forest monastery often after a, a while, deer don't they don't run. They stand and look at you. They keep distance, but they stand and look. The rabbits, they don't run anymore. They lie down. See the rabbit lies down about you know eight foot away from one ear, lifted up, lies down, so you know, yeah. so when they brown things, they don't harm us, we're all right. <laughs> so they get to recognize it, and you feel really pleased, just that much, you think, oh, I feel really pleased, that that quality, some degree of fear in the world is abated. Oh, this is beautiful. The jitter does this. It's not really a personal judgment because anybody's jitter that does this is, gonna, is worthy of it. 
So we sometimes have to get past the personality into the primary qualities of of the good heart, that which is worthy, that which you can take be gladdened by. This is a standard process called reflection and recollection to to seed skillful perceptions where the jitta begins to feel more calm and fed is no longer so hungry is no longer desperately trying to make something happen it's being fed so the quality of good will very important directly felt and when the the jitta this is why so often in cultivation you start with the traditional ways you reflect on the Buddha Dharma Sangha establish those perceptions. You do it not just once, but repeatedly. Every day you do it repeatedly, 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 every day. Triggering, triggering, establishing. Anything you can get there. Because you can't, sometimes you can't get all of it. You get one particular image that strikes you as, oh yeah, I do feel a sense of awe, or respect, or gratitude, or I'm really glad to be in this. I'm really glad to be in this. This is my tribe. I'm in this. Not some weird religion, but I'm in this. Anything that does that, the jitta lifts up, pricks its ears up. This is for me. Reflection on those who have offered you service or you feel grateful for. Offer you physical support and of course primarily Dharma support. You can reflect on this, the feeling, oh, you know, I've been seen. I've been seen by another being who saw this and offered. I'm touched and I'm grateful. You know, so Jutan so can stand up. I'm no longer ashamed, frightened, left out. I'm seen, and someone said, Rise up, please, you can rise up, please. When you feel like it, please rise up. You have the capacity to do that. Then the jitta feels, I can rise up, I can stand up. And then go this way. You can go this way offers skillful means you reflect on the Dhamma oh yeah, I can, I can do that yeah, I see, I can do that yeah. the starts to learn how to move yeah, skillfully first it's a clumsy we can learn how to just sit and hold the body up for example take your time learning how to reorient the way you walk so you can walk mindfully. 
moderating your, your speech habits or your eating habits. Yeah, I can do that. This is a that refined. This means pausing, checking, taking time. And the process of Vitaka Vichara, directing yourself towards something and then taking it in, taking it in, taking it in. Bring your attention to something, take it in. Don't just bring your attention to something and then to the next. It's not this and then that. So this and then more of this and deep of this and take this in and take it in again and take it in again till something you goes hits. Uh-huh. That. And if that happens once in a day, very good. It's not, oh, this and that and this and that and this and that. No, no, it's this until it, until it settles. And you get the, uh huh, learn that. Then the chitta is knowing how to move because it moves until its foot touches the ground. And then it knows that, yes, uh huh, I get it. Yeah. It's no longer just waving its legs in the air, it's actually touch something where you get the... Uh-huh. Yeah. So now you're learning how to meditate. So, you know, of course then you have various um, systems and you go, which is the right one, which is the right one, which is the right one, no, no, stop. <laughs> How do you know you have a body? It doesn't seem like a very profound meditation system, but he knows he's got a body. I've got a body, yes, yeah, so what? No, no, no. Wait till you've really got it, till you've got it in your jitta. Feel what a fit body feels like from the inside. Not just the visual appearance, not what you think about it, not just the aches and twinges not just the sensations, but the feeling of being embodied, alive, full of vitality, of fluctuating areas of, areas of vitality, of senses of pressure, warmth, movements, shifting, spaciousness, opening, inner qualities, shifting, changing. You got that? You got it? Feeling? Interested in it? It's a new world in there. It's a rich world in there. Notice how it changes in accordance with your attitudes and your energies. Notice how it's connected to your mind. You got it? Notice when it's all, you only have half a body. You only have a body that's from your head to your eyes and your mouth. The rest of it is just somewhere down there and you don't even know where it is. Do you notice that? Do you notice whether you have a back? Can you sense down your legs, soles of your feet, palms of your hands? Have you got a body yet? Can you feel what it's like inside your hands, inside your feet? Do you have a body yet? A full one? Can you feel warmth and pressures, earth, air, fire, water, cohesiveness, vitality? You got it here? 
wait till it's there then you've got something that perhaps not so many people have your jitter's got a place to dwell and the Buddha said this is, this is one of the four abiding places if you stay in this you'll be alright Mara won't get you confusion won't get you because you'll know you'll know the barb of greed and passion you'll know the hook of hatred you'll know it and you'll spit it out you'll know the uh, doubt and worry and you know you think no I'm following that you'll know it and your elephant gets wise and says don't want that sit in here instead you know the madness of frenzy and urgency and panic and you won't follow that so you get that one then you're really getting a basis where you you start to be able to elephants got some savvy and some strength how to repel Mara the deluder the deceiver uh, the one that takes you into madness you'll be able to repel it very good now you can refine it Find it breathing in, find it breathing out. Get the perception of it. Experience the felt sense of what happens to the body and breathing out. What happens to the whole thing, what happens to any part of it, what happens in the belly, what happens in the chest, what happens overall, the energetic sense of the softening and quietly pressure, gentle subsiding pressure that lets everything distend and release that's called an out-breath the movement that draws everything in sharpens and prepares and brings and it brightens, that's called the in-breath feel it feel any of that if you feel one of it you feel a bit of it a bit that you can feel then you've got one foot on the ground you can just feel the indigo and out breath and stay with it without wait, without planning the next in breath or wondering how long you have to do it for or wondering if you've got the right way of doing it or so on and so on and so on just bodies breathe out how long does it take? you don't know wait till it's finished let the body do it let the body decide when to breathe in how it breathes in let it breathe in completely till it's had enough and let it breathe out and your chitta is then training it to track to follow that follow that track follow the track of that feeling so skillful perceptions mm-hmm. now if we say something like it depends what words do for you but watch, watch the breath I wonder what that means for you what it really means for you mm-hmm. what does it mean Anybody seen a breath yet? I can't see any. 
It means a particular kind of sharp focus, doesn't it? I'd imagine that's what it means. On something. What is that? You might say sensation. Sensations. Mm. Sensations are not the same as feeling. Sensations are con- is the word for contact, changing contact. It may give rise to perceptions of sharp or fine or coarse or soft or smooth or silky or, or subtle or gross. But sensation, okay, perception, and then from perception, feeling agreeable, should be agreeable. So if you like to watch sensations, you can do that, but you've got to go through the sensation, the perception, and the feeling. Sensations is just the sheer contact, like rubbing your finger across a rough surface or a smooth surface. That's contact that may give rise to the perception. Rough, smooth, silky, dangerous, uh, slippery, uh, abrasive. And you want to cultivate that which gives rise to the agreeable feeling gentle, agreeable feeling, because the mind will follow that, jitter follows feeling. Alternatively, you might even find an expression like watch the breath makes you feel so tight, and, and your, your, your focus of attention has become so compulsively tight and restrictive, that as soon as you watch the breath, you can't breathe. You're kind of seized up, because nothing wrong with the word itself but what that's come to mean is get tight <laughs> it means you're going to a mild panic it's your do it program it's your hurry up and get this done program it's your shut everything else get totally fixated program it's got no pleasant feeling in it at all it's just driven if that's the case you don't want to watch the breath yeah. In that case, you might just say something like, oh, why don't you just sit down with all the time in the world? You sit with that, bring that word into you, that phrase, you sit down all the time in the world, you're really welcome here. It's really good to see you, you're welcome here, sit down all the time in the world. Oh, we just had an out <laughs> You just felt it. <laughs> you don't even have to describe it because if you bring the right signal into the body, the body will do it. It breathes and that will affect your breathing. And so you might even say, like, oh, fresh day, bright, fresh day. So bright and fresh. Oh, that was an in breath because your sense of freshening and brightening oh, time to take a walk you breathe in when you get that signal you, you don't breathe out time to take a walk <laughs> you oh, time to take a walk fresh, bright you get the in breath see what I mean it's not the word it's the perception so just playing it's the image Got to get it right. No, don't do that one. Uh, play with it. 
perhaps that's easier. How does it feel for you? Where can you feel it? I'm interested. Let yourself be breathed could be a useful phrase. Or no phrase at all. Something like just being sensitive to tissue movement. As if you're like a doctor or a masseur and you're putting your finger on tissues and feeling it and sensing this is where it swells and distends and this is where it sensing sensing the change in tissue tone could be something like that so the skill and in a way this eventually becomes individual just as our formations tend to have individual qualities but to what enables you to sketch your elephant uh, get it up get it fed get it interested in poking its head out and coming forth not beating it, not thrashing it but getting interested in coming forth getting interested in following a path go down there test that out because when you follow particularly if you follow the right path of breathing this has enormously beneficial effects on the body and enormously beneficial effects on the jitta because that entire bodily domain that inner domain begins to open and spread and widen and become extremely pleasant and agreeable and a place where the, all the acquisitions of tension and stress and fear and withheld and rage and irritation and guilt and regret all those can be cleaned out when you clean your embodiment then this is not just an idea uh, when the embodiment is clean and strong you have a tremendous resource that can then bear with pain bear with discomfort not get shattered by blame not be fearful it becomes strong a strong elephant that can resist the blows of Mara it keeps going and though this is for an enormous welfare and benefit so offers for your reflection this evening